0: Doug Terrell, History and Comment is available on iTunes. Hello, friends. I'm Doug Terrell. This is History and Comment for Monday, the 31st and final day of July 2023. I saw a sign indicating school starts here late this week. That seems near criminal. I do not have a stack of stuff today. Besides, that line has been used by someone else. What I do have is three or four thoughts running circles in my head. Hang on, folks. You may want to pause and go get a snack. The last Monday of July, actually the 30th in 1984, was the day I went to work for the Department of the Navy. There were a few highs and a lot of lows. I told myself at 18, while working at a large business with several departments and lots of personal politics and motives, that I never again wanted to work for a business where I did not directly report to the head Fred, or at the very least, know him personally. In other words, a very small operation. Most of my family had either been small business owners or farmers. I do not have the experience nor personality to function well in the larger format. And I certainly do not play politics well. I'm brutally honest and can be quite direct. When I walked on base that bright Monday, I took that mindset. It lasted for a few months overtly and in the background for the next 31 years. But there was a lead tech, a supervisor, a branch manager, a division manager, and a department director. Several involved other departments and multiple conflicting motives and rules. It simply cannot be fixed. Good politicians got promoted and the others sat in the cubicle farm and done the work. After a while, the best you could do was survive and try for an assault once in a while. It was maddening to hear half-truths and blatant lies. But those were the trusted folks, and their word must be correct. But the benefits were good, as was the pay, the leave policy excellent, and I retired at the earliest possible date. I've been back twice in seven and a half years. British forces are defeated by native warriors near present-day Detroit in 1763. The Indians may have been aided by the French. Of course they were. In the first year of the Revolutionary War, the Second Continental Congress accepts the services of Gilbert Dumontier, also known as the Marquis of Lafayette. He is given the rank of Major General, effectively a two-star general. The first U.S. patent is granted in 1790. The inventor is one Samuel Hopkins. He is granted a patent for a process to extract potassium compounds from wood ash, hence the name potash. Besides one of the three major plant nutrients and the third number in a fertilizer formula, potash, specifically potassium nitrate, is a key ingredient in gunpowder. Today, most potash is mined in the Canadian province of Saskatchewan as potassium chloride. I have a serious pet peeve when I hear gardeners prefer organic versus chemical fertilizers. Folks, the plants are taking up chemicals. Biology at its lowest level is chemistry. The mineral that's mined in Canada could be applied directly and in many times is. It just contains a portion of sodium chloride and clay impurities. A simple flotation process can increase the purity to about 95%. Ooh, bad chemicals. Sodium chloride is common table salt. We can also talk about the second number in fertilizers, phosphorus. That's mined in Florida. In 1938, archaeologists discover gold and silver plates documenting King Darius, the great of Persia. As much as folks would like to discount the biblical narrative and level accusations, time and time again, new finds support that narrative. 1941, the Holocaust gets its formal approval. It was not called that, but instead, a final solution to the Jewish question. The solution was quite simple. Kill them off in the most cost-efficient and quickest means possible. Idlewild Field in New York City is dedicated in 1948. It's one of seven airports serving the metropolitan area. The formal name will be the New York International Airport until 1963 when it was renamed John F. Kennedy Airport. It's on a short list of major airports in the U.S., on par with O'Hare LAX and Atlanta. While it's the busiest international airport in the U.S., it's 12th in terms of domestic passengers. Atlanta is first. Dallas-Fort Worth is second. JFK has half the passengers of Dallas-Fort Worth. 1964, NASA is flying the Ranger 7 craft around the moon, taking the first close-up photos of the lunar surface. There are hundreds of times more detailed than what had previously been taken with Earth-bound telescopes. Of course, the whole enterprise is for a moon landing in five more years. Things were bleak for the Royal Navy on this day in 1970. The centuries-old practice of giving a rum ration was ended. Historically, partially for morale and partially practical, the practical portion had ran out. There was no good way to keep fresh water on a long voyage. No matter how well the wooden tanks were cleaned a few days from port and the water was bad. Apollo 15 astronauts get the first ride on the moon in 1971 when they deploy the lunar rover. The rover was in concept and designed from the earliest days of the space program, but only used on the last three missions and planned for the canceled Apollo 18. The battery-powered craft could travel about 50 miles, but the most distance traveled was on Apollo 17 at about half that distance. NASA was always safety-conscious, and the astronauts could not travel further than they could walk back in the event of a failure. The plan was nearly always to travel out to the furthest distance and work their way back. The three to fly to the moon remained there. The question might be, could they function if new batteries were taken there? The fourth production unit is at the Kennedy Space Center for other test models at various space museums. 1991 the U.S. and Soviet Union signed the START-1 Treaty to reduce nuclear missile stockpiles. One of the provisions was that the parties could verify the destruction. I know where a couple of display models were removed about that time. I have no first-hand knowledge on the subject, but the rumor was they could be seen from a satellite. Oh, the games that are played. Speaking of games, Fidel Castro, after holding power for nearly 50 years, hands it over to his little brother Raul in 2006. Raul will step down in 2018, and for the first time since the revolution, a non-Castro became president. He was re-elected this spring to a second term. If you've missed it, his name is Miguel Diaz-Canel. 11 years ago, Michael Phelps, you recall him, breaks a 48-year-old record for the most medals won at the Olympics. My church denomination is getting some positive news coverage for a national youth conference held last weekend in St. Louis. 36,000 young people gathered for a three-day church event. Even when I was a teenager, I was never a big fan of the large events. There was a church conference in eastern Kentucky that was a possibility but I did not make that one either. Folks like to point out that Christ and the first century church did not have denominations. That is true. But of the dozens, if not hundreds, that exist today, they are not all equal. We can smile and tolerate others' beliefs, but some of the differences are mutually exclusive. In that case, both may be wrong, but both cannot be right. I've joked about leaning towards the Baptist while retaining these Acts 2 beliefs of my Pentecostal background. I find that the concept of a very fragile salvation will preach better than faith in the power of God to save us. I said preach better. I did not say that I hold that thought. My thought is that if a Christian is constantly encouraged to question their salvation, they have little faith in the works of the cross, and the implication is that we are the most important element in our salvation. And the preacher class will say I'm wrong. Maybe tomorrow we'll discuss the topic of how the GOP is not the reincarnation of the Confederacy. That's history and comment for the 31st day of July. I'm Doug Tyrrell. Now go do something worth remembering.